a shaker for the makers And it's making it small That is the release last year of Addison Johnson, my buddy, that um, my personal favorite Addison Johnson song. We're going to talk about a lot more new releases, but that one I think has just been such a big hit. He can't, like he says, when he comes down here, he cannot play Jackson County ever without playing Out of Control. And we we're going to talk about The Highway. We're going to talk about the new album coming out soon. I'm not sure. I'm not going to talk about any release dates till we get Addison on the line. Just completed our interview with Cole Chaney, so go back in the um, archives and find that one when, when it's released. But uh, Addison's been a, a friend of mine for about three years now, two years maybe. Yeah, uh, I think about two years, honestly. So um, I know he's played the, this will be the third time he's played the North Springs Music Fest. I was introduced to his music by um, Nolan Spivey. Um, like I said, we've told the story a hundred times. Nolan's like, you need to check him out. I looked on his schedule, and he was actually playing the Bull and Thistle. Um, went down, checked him out, loved what I heard. Then he played a Jason Eady song, and I thought, yeah, me and you was the only two uh, cats in this whole building knew that Jason Eady song. So we just kind of linked up on that. and You know, I talked to him probably more on the telephone than I do about anybody else these days. So I don't spend a lot of time on the phone. But, man, me and him get on there, we're like two 13-year-old girls. That's what you're about to probably hear when we uh, record this interview. Um Addison playing, like I said, the third year at the Music Fest. He's got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. He's also going to be playing my, my 40th birthday bash with uh, Jason Eady here in Gainesboro in December. So a lot of cool stuff with Addison coming up. All right, we'll welcome uh, my buddy Addison Johnson out of the North Springs Sessions. It's uh, We've been playing with a little bit of uh, technical difficulty. I said that's when you get the the non-technical guy from the One Lane Road podcast trying to run his own show. It's what happens, brother. What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Looking looking forward to the festival. We're closing in. Yeah, I can't thank you enough. You do, uh, you're one of the MVPs of the social media. You know, it's it's frustrating when you know. Uh, sometimes you you wonder if people know they're booked on the show, but you know, I, you know, between you and them dirty roses, it's uh, y'all have really knocked it out of the park on advertising. I know you'll you're you're very savvy to social media. You get it. So I I always appreciate you, man, and. Hardest thing is us gonna be trying to be serious on this. Uh, you rag on me more than <laughs> friends I've had for 25 years in the two years we've known each other. Yeah, uh, well, that's kind of my personality. Once uh, once you're in, then all bets are off. I like it. Um, so don't don't bring your feelings around here. That's the kind of family I come from. <laughs> if anybody so. can handle it, I surely can. <laughs> But yeah, man, no, it's uh, it's been good. You know, um, everybody in Gainesboro's just been so great to me over the past uh, few years, especially uh, you know since we've started doing shows together, and um, it's just been a it's been a really special place, and it's always a highlight of my year when I get to come on the festival and and, and play some songs there, uh, especially with the uh, you know incredible lineup you got coming this year. So. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, for everybody listening, it's um, uh, just a new listener of this podcast, or as a fan of Addison that maybe didn't catch our, uh, we we did an interview way back in the day, probably two years ago, on the One Lane Road podcast, and you know Addison and I met in Gainesboro. Um, 
we've you know I've told the story a few times, but for the ones that hadn't heard it, you know, Nolan Spivey was, you know, really pumping you up and telling me you know, like you're a traditional country music guy, you gotta go listen to Addison Johnson. I looked on your tour dates and I thought, well, hell, he's gonna be at the Bull and Thistle. You know, he's playing right here in Gainesburg. There's no sense for me not to go. And um, you're in the middle of the you know the Jay Sneedy song, and that's I like to tell it. I'm I'm, I'm mid bite of a steak, and I'm like, wait a minute, nobody sings Jay Sneedy in Gainesboro. <laughs> And uh, that's that's kind of where you know I told you that after the show I was like we're the only two dudes in this bar that knew that song and uh, you know and I, I feel like we've like I was when I was doing the intro a while ago I was thinking I've only known him two years but it feels like much more than that and you're you're right um I feel like guys like you and Rod Davis um, with no links you know to this town whatsoever other than playing shows here um, it, it really is amazing to, to it speaks of the people here. Um, how they yeah. are, and also the kind of guy that you and Ryle are, just um, just almost make this your second home professionally. Yeah, man, it really has, and you know, especially for me playing uh, playing the bull for um, for all them years. I mean, I played it a couple of years before um, you know they kind of closed down the first time, and then they reopened back up and we got back together, and um, and I've kind of just met several people. Um, or, or a bunch of people over the time of, of doing that and stuff and yeah man I, I show up and play in uh, playing Gainesville now and you know Jeanette um, you know she'll bring me steaks and and um, yeah, everybody takes really good care of me there it, it is I've never really had kind of a, like a hometown here in the Tennessee area you know I, I, I went to college at MTSU and then lived in Nashville and you know now kind of around the Gallatin area and it kind of lived everywhere but as far as playing you know I don't really play Middle Tennessee very often I tour most of the time and so to be able to have um, a musical home in Gainesboro where there's just so many good people that are also passionate about you know independent country music it's a it's a really cool thing and um, and I think it's that's why it's a really great place to have this festival because uh, I think the people there do do appreciate it well you you, you you mentioned it right there, Jeanette. Jeanette will spoil the hell out of you. Jeanette Barry. <laughs> my goodness, on Thanksgiving they call me over to the bar and they'll have this whole spread where they feed everybody at the bar that maybe doesn't have families or whatever. It's just uh, it's, well, it's thing it's Friendsgiving is the people like to call it now, and they uh, sure. And uh, they're just they're just uh, the best people you can find, and I know that Doe Creek crowd loves you, but it is crazy though to me that you played the Bull and Thistle that long and. You know, I was just starting to put on shows when you would have been doing that, and it just—it's it's crazy that when you put the emphasis towards music and you don't use it just as a background. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. a there was a whole lot of songwriter, a whole lot of personality there, but when you're, you know, no disrespect to uh, what was going on, there's just some places are music venues, and some people are the best restaurant in town with music in the back, and you know, I love Diana yeah. and, and and Barry now. Um, but yeah, it's it, it. They weren't geared towards music, but when you and I teamed up together, and you know, you've got all the talent. I'm just the one trying to put some stuff on and put asses in seats. And um, well, I mean, it, it's a huge part to it, man. And you know, yeah, I, and I love all the people over there at the pool. There, you know, it's a it's a, it's a great place, and it really kind of you know there especially. Um, you know, I kind of I cut my teeth there, you sure. know, more or less. Um, you know, kind of while I was touring, like I could come and, you know, 
try stuff out at the bull and 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 kind of get my feet under me and you know overall since i've you know i haven't played there in, in quite a while um you know we've got a we've got a show coming up later this year that we'll, i'm sure we'll talk about um here later on but um but yeah you know it was it was really cool to try out a bunch of stuff there and kind of kind of learn on what i need to do because even when at a place like that that kind of has you you know the start of the show there's the food <laughs> without question right and um and so you're kind of set up to be background noise there but i kind of looked at it as a challenge like even being so that way if you can still get people's attention and still put on a show with all that going on then you're probably doing something right and so it was a good training ground for me to to try to expand uh upon what i'm doing well and you know and you've you have grown so much, you know, looking back at your earlier stuff and then just seeing your songwriting um, now. And I know you and I talk about it just as friends on the phone for hours at a time. Sometimes my wife makes fun of us. You know, I, I feel like, you know, when, I feel like, you know, when we're in a car together uh, and we're, tr- we're driving with our kids, that's when you want to call and talk music. And my wife really loves to troll the hell out of us for our, our romance. <laughs> <laughs> but but looking back at the old songs, I mean, just talk about your maturity and growth. And uh, is there an influence there that is, or is it just growth and um, just maturity on your end? Yeah, I think probably a little bit of both. Um, you know, as you're, as you kind of come up the ranks, while me is for me it's been you know very slowly, but you, you get around those higher level people that are that are doing this at a high level. Um, you know, that, that rubs off on you and you see what you need to be doing and stuff. But, and and also it's just, it's been just putting in time, you know, um, and that's, and, and finding my own way and my own sound and trying to turn that into something, um, has been, you know, my challenge and, and what I've enjoyed doing, um, because I, I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, you see the guys that that they're at where you want to be, and so I feel like the natural reaction a lot of time is to copy everything that they do. And for me, I've tried to be like, okay, well, that's cool that that worked for them, but how can I do it differently so that I have kind of my own place to stand when I get there? And um, while it might not be overnight, I think, you know, when I do get there, um, it, it, it'll be worth it for doing it the way that I'm doing it. So, um, yeah, just trying to just trying to do different things for better or worse. And um, you know, there's certainly when I first moved to town, you know, the rumblings of the independent movement were just getting started. And so that I mean, this wasn't really like a full fledged thing. So like you had guys like Edie and like Case Carl and and guys like that out there, but to people, you know, kind of outside of that region, it wasn't extremely well known. And, um, you know, obviously Sturgill and Tyler, they kind of flipped everything on its its head and it kind of lifted up the, and Cody Jenks and kind of lifted up that independent movement even more. And, um, you know, and Brent Cobb, somebody that I don't think gets near enough attention Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a 
really, really cool time to, to be a part of everything that's going on because I think we're in a really good sweet spot now where um, if you've got something to say that people want to hear, um, you can make uh, you can make traction and 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 do that. And I think we've well, we've seen that with people that are going to be on this festival, uh, like you know, like Cole Chaney, who's um, an unbelievable songwriter, an unbelievable singer great talent super young and just like he i mean he's gonna be a monster for years on end and um you know i don't know if that place was there for him for somebody like him or somebody like me or rye or tony or whoever to kind of have a career and go up and 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 do it uh the way that there is now and that's a credit to kind of kind of all these guys that have that have paved the way for us to to have that channel yeah, and that's a, that's a great answer just as a whole. And, you know, I always credit um, I always credit one particular show, June 2012, when Shooter Jennings um, was bringing all these independent artists. And uh, I've told you about the show, and I know I've talked about this show at nauseum. Some people who came over from the old podcast is hearing it for the first time on episode 7, 8. And they probably can't believe I didn't, you know, mention it earlier, the way I'm so fond of the story. But it, I really do take it for my personal Self, like I, I'm not, you know, I, I can't lie. The fact that I went to a Brantley Gilbert concert in February 2012 because I didn't know any better. I didn't know. I mean, not not discredit anything he he's done back in his, especially his, his, you know, earlier records. But I remember Shooter Jennings sitting up there at that greenhouse bar and saying, "I'm going to bring out a bunch of artists that you have no clue who they are," and, and, and you know, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but that, that night it was Sturgill Simpson, Whitey Morgan, Justin Wells, and uh, Leroy Virgil from Hellbound Glory. Sure. Well, my, you're talking about sending me down a rabbit hole because I'm sitting with a shooter at the bar, and I said, give me one more name I need to know. He said, Jason Eddy's the baddest dude in Texas nobody knows about. Yep. So, so indirectly, by looking up Eddy, I find Courtney, who's playing a show in Lukenbach with Jinx, through Jinx, I find Whiskey Myers, War Davis, and it just it trickles on down. Then all of a sudden, it's not the way it was 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where you had to be on CMT or you had to be on the Country Giant. Like all these independent artists are ruling the world. And for for me right now, like you said, something all you have to have is something to say. I'm not going to spend any time talking about Oliver Anthony, but look at what this guy's just done. Like. Just, he just yeah. passed. He passed everybody up in class just by one song. But um, that's why I appreciate Brent Cobb. You mentioned him. I really do think Sturgill was kind of the one who kicked in the door. But again, Sturgill was introduced to Dave Cobb by Shooter Jennings. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, I think you can even you know go further than that. You know, because a lot of these guys have had deals, you know, you talk about Charlie Robinson or Chris Knight and you guys like that, you know, that they might have had a deal, but they were still an independent artist on how they had to, you know, the money that was coming into their pocket and how they had to operate on a daily basis. They were very much um, independent. They just, you know, they had, they had some help when the record came out. And so, um, you know, the, the roots were definitely there for expansion, especially with... Um, you know, streaming and everything, how all that kind of came came to light, and we can, well, we can argue forever about, you know, what's right and what's wrong there, but it did give, you know, a place to be for, um, for where you didn't have to have a record label in a lot of sense, 
And so uh, that, that's been, it, it's been cool to be a part of, you know, because it, it, it takes a guy like me that's, that's way too country for radio. And, um, you know, I've, I've got a shirt out right now that says uh, uh, too country for Americana, too Americana for country. <laughs> and, and that's kind of where I, I feel like I am a, a lot of times. And so it, it gives, you know, it gives people an opportunity to hear guys like me and, um, and like Tony and you know, like everybody on this festival, you know, that's out there paving the highway on a regular basis and um, doing their best to spread their music and talk about what they got going on. You mentioned, by the way, that was my wife slamming the door. She goes outside. Uh, she said, oh, you should bring all your podcast equipment inside tonight. I want to be at mom's for the longest of times, you know, like her. <laughs> Her her being gone all night, me being gone all night. Actually, I, I will actually be gone all night if you mess with you know if you challenge me for a, a night away. I'm actually not going to come in until it's the next day. Um, she said, "Oh, you should bring all your podcast equipment inside and uh, knock your interviews out because internet's better." We we've been on the phone for about six minutes when my kids busted up in here wide open. Just like with Cole, nobody. I have a landline. I'm the OG who has a landline still, and because uh, you know where I live, so I have to. And me and Cole been on the phone for about three minutes, and my landline just starts buzzing loud as hell. And you know those things. Those things can ring 37 times before it cuts off. <laughs> so, um, but you mentioned Chris Knight, and um, Chris Knight might have had a deal early, but boy, it didn't take him long to alienate himself with. With everything, and uh, I'm glad we got to do that show. I know that was a what an experiment that was, but man, such a legend. And um, Charlie Robinson, yeah. who we just lost, of course. Who they, they, those guys really done it their own way. And you know, I love the story about Charlie Robinson that come out that where he basically told the music executives they'll you know the story I'm talking about where he yeah. you know I, I had forgotten about that until I reread it when he passed away and saving country music reshared it. But uh, but you know you mentioned Brent Cobb and I wanted to touch on that. Uh, that song, you know, uh, when country came back to town, I got into it. You, you can't fight with ignorant people on the Internet. And I posted that, and I was like, it's so cool to see the guys who are actively doing it and get shouted out in a song because it's not every day that those guys, you know, we all grew up on the stuff where everybody name drops Hank and Waylon and Johnny Cash. And I was like, how cool is it to hear a Cody Canada or Jason Eady, Courtney Patton shout out um, on a song? Some And the guy was like, uh, those legends deserve the shout-outs they get, and these other guys will get their time. I'm like, oh, buddy, you don't listen to radio enough to be burnt out on the Hank name drops as I have. It, I, you'll not find <laughs> you'll not find a bigger Hank Williams Jr. fan than me, and I I even know they're overdone. So can can we please yeah. let Cody Jinx and Tyler Childers uh, get their uh, flowers here in yeah. this song? <laughs> no, absolutely no. It's, man, he's he's I just I think so much of that guy and I, I just don't think he gets his due at all I mean um, compared comparably to some of the other independents I, I just feel like writing wise and style wise he's, he's something really special and yeah I mean it, it seems like it all just kind of trickles down you know uh, you know it goes goes way back to guys like Jerry Jeff Walker and Ray Wiley Hubbard and and then, you know, we had the Charlie Robinson and Chris Knight, and then you got Edie and uh, Hayes and Todd Snyder and Adam Hood and, um, you know, Sonny Sweeney and and Courtney and and all them. And then, uh, you know, if everything goes right, it's, you know, it's going to be Tony Lowe and Cole Cheney and 
Rod Davis, and um, that'll be the that'll be the next wave. And you know, with in this independent scene, it seems like you like to kind of step to be your own and step into the reins. You like your time, your prime time to shine is around your forties. Yeah, seems, so, apparently, which is the polar opposite of anything that happens in Nashville. Well, I mean, we can. Look, me, and, me and you can name drop all these guys all night, but the, you know, fact of the matter, we're here for uh, Addison Johnson. So let's uh, yeah. let's let's segue into the new single "Highway" with your buddy Alex Williams. And I, I really think that you know, people, I love the post that you put, the old school picture of you and Alex, because I don't think everybody realizes you guys go back. So give us a backstory on you and Alex, because I don't think we've told that very much. And then uh, how you uh, came up with this single? Yeah, man, I, Alex is um, he's one of my oldest friends. Um, from, from here in Nashville, and um, and we, uh, yeah, I think we, we we met through a couple mutual friends, and uh, started getting together, and just instantly realized that that he was different <laughs> in every way imaginable, and uh, I just I fell in love with his music uh, back then. He was at Williamson Company, um, and so uh, I, we started writing a bunch together, and and hanging out, and um, he. he crash on my couch a bunch and well we both of us probably between us weighed about 200 pounds and uh we're living on uh, evan williams and dreams uh for the most part and just running around and doing everything that uh you know 21 and 22 year olds do in a in a big city with no supervision <laughs> yeah and, uh, and and having a really good time and you know uh and well we both kind of worked every miserable job you can pretty much think of and i i would i had been driving uh, like playing like four nights a week and like driving a forklift over at uh at this establishment and uh and uh alex called me up and said hey man if you if you really don't like that place you can um you can come over here and work at this uh four dealership in franklin i'll get you an interview and so i went down there and uh and, and got a job. He helped me get a job there, and uh, we would we would just stand around all day in the back of that warehouse at that uh, dealership in the parts department and drink coffee and um, talk about where we wanted to be and um, how we were going to go about getting there. And um, it was a uh, it was really cool, man. Um, it's it's been very cool to see all the success that he's had. Uh, because he deserves it, and uh, he's a, he's an unbelievable songwriter and artist, and um, I would never say that to his face. Uh, I hope he but, doesn't listen. Yeah, for sure. Um, but and and so it's it's been really cool and full circle for, to see us both now, you know, making a living doing this, and um, and not only making a living doing it, but making a living playing our own stuff, you know, and and. And having people show up to, to hear our songs and stuff has, has been really cool. And, you know, the song Highway is about those younger years of, uh, of, of touring and just, you know, where the party was just as big as the plane. And, um, and I, I mean, we had some great times, don't get me wrong. I, I don't know if at 32 I could handle it so much anymore. <laughs> like it, yeah. I, I've got those honky-tonk years on me now where it's like, it's, it's like dog years. It's, it's seven years for every year. 
Um, so I'm like a hundred and something now, which is, uh, which is rough. Uh, but, um, no, it, it was a great time. And, uh, but, but highway really, when I wrote the song, I was like, man, that just reminds me so much about those years. So I had, uh, I had thought about asking Alex to be on it. And I, and so I didn't know if the song was going to make the record or not. And I kept playing it out at shows and people just kept giving me a really positive response. Uh, towards it so called Alex up and he was gracious enough to to hop on the song with me and um, it's been doing great man I, I think it really uh, I, th- I think it was cool I, I think it would have been alright with it if I had just done it but it, it turned it into something really really special um, with having Alex on it and um, and it, it's been cool to cool to see everybody's reaction to it especially since we've been playing a lot of uh, a lot of shows together and um, it's been it's been cool to kind of kind of for it to all come back together full circle like that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's cool that you're like I said, you're doing you're you're um, making a living doing your own song. So is Alex. But then you know, you've got to the point now where everybody is loves you guys so much, and it is kind of cool that he can jump on um, and do it you know do this together with you because it, it it's fitting since y'all started together. So I, I love the story and. Um, so numbers wise, you say this is uh, approaching rolling stolen numbers uh, on online yeah, streams. Yeah, for the first couple of weeks, for sure. Like it's, um, you know, it, it's been doing really, really well. Um, you know, I, I had a feeling, obviously, with both of us on it, that that it would do well. Um, you know, we got we got a. I love the album cover for it. Um, I love it. I, I thought I thought that came out to be really cool, and and it, it was. It was neat. I've never, I've never made T-shirts for a single before, but I, I felt, I felt like this was, this was like pretty fitting to to do one for. And so, uh, the, the hype and everything around it has has definitely rivaled any song that I've done before, um, which has given me some really good momentum as I'm getting into the fall here and finishing up the the new record to, to be released at the, at the beginning of next year. Yeah, I mean. Um... I knew, when, you know, I like the advantages of being your buddy because I hear these songs in advance, um, and, <laughs> yeah. and plus hosting shows with you. I mean, I'm does, hearing. Does I, this suck? <laughs> you tell me if this sucks. Hey, I, I don't. I think I'm pretty honest with you, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, luckily, nothing you've sent me sucked. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, because I don't want to tell you. There's still, um, there's still time. Yeah, um, but no, I, 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 I think this was probably my second. Um, your older stuff, you know, like I said, catching up on some older stuff. I know you scratched some of that off of, uh, but you know, when when uh, the last album came out, and just the dark side of the mountain, that really, to me, there was so much good stuff on there. And my favorite, of course, uh, I'm always like, you'll do do just fine, because I think that just everybody has such blind eyes going into a business like you're in, and everybody just just sees the glorious stuff, and they don't see the you know the busted tires on 65 and uh you know yeah. driving five hours for 400 bucks you know whatever you know yeah. what, whatever it is and uh so i've always liked that and kind of the comedic spin not really comedic spin just the you know um personality yeah. that you put on that and uh but i tell you what i i love the record and i really think that took you to the next level but you know even knowing some of the singles that you've got when i asked you the track list for the next record like I just, I, I don't know for where I've been spoiled and I've heard these songs for so long, or I've known about them. I'm like, oh shit! Like this is, this this next record's gonna, I think it's gonna blow Dark Side of the Mountain away, and that's with all due respect to that record. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's the hope, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just always want to make it better than the last one. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it, it's been cool. You know, I it took me a couple EPs to learn how to do this. Um, <laughs> and so yeah. uh, Dark Side of the Mountain was my first, you know, true project. Um, and, and it really kind of just all came together, you know, from COVID. I, I think everybody looks at the record originally it's like well this guy you know he was trying to chase the tyler cheddar's uh trend and and all this stuff by doing you know some of these songs and i was like well no it wasn't that at all it's like right before covid i had had like 90 percent of this record done and it was going to be a bluegrass album that's oh, what yeah. it was going to be huh? it was going to be a 100 percent bluegrass album and um COVID came, and then within, you know, we were all just sitting on our hands waiting to see what was going to happen, and within, like, four weeks, I wrote Rolling Stolen and Cumberland River and Blue Eyes Red and, and all this stuff, and I was like, well, gosh, I can't, I, I mean, how long am I going to have to sit on this stuff before I put it out, and right. so... And so it kind of <laughs> it kind of translated into uh, a country bluegrass record more or less but um and, and this one and this new project will be you know it's still going to be very story oriented um you know i i think uh and and it's gonna i mean the stories on it are still extremely dark it's like it's almost like a more grown-up version of dark side mountain i feel like and uh it's probably a little more blues oriented as well um which is kind of a direction that I've been moving into a little blues country uh, area um, just kind of how the, the writing has come out I, I tell people all the time you know I, I don't really pick the direction for these songs the songs kind of pick the direction for <laughs> the music you know so however it comes out is kind of however it comes out so yeah but I, I'm really looking forward to, to, to getting this project out there it's um, you know I've had some had some struggles over the past year and been overcoming all of that and um and so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to have a new project out i think you do a good job as anybody of mixing um the uh, more serious borderline sad songs as they, as they say um you'll you'll have a couple but also you bring it back up with songs like rolling stolen heartache in the hills you'll do just fine i think you have such a perfect blend of ones that pull at your heartstring a little bit you know drinking songs but then also you know it, it's just a perfect mix in, in my opinion i've told you that several times and you know, i think rye's really good at that too um yeah rye's definitely good at that and yeah for me you know it's um you know i kind of take a like a bluegrass approach uh to writing where it's like you know the music sounds kind of happy but the, like the lyrical content if you actually listen to it is like <laughs> it's uh mm -hmm. it's not the happiest music in the world and uh you know that comes kind of comes from the old like mary poppins <laughs> adage like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down and if you if you frame stuff in certain ways you can get away with talking about a lot of really messed up stuff and so <laughs> that's, just, yeah. that's usually uh like my plan of attack when i'm writing yeah and, and, and i think it's got a little bit of that george jones influence that you uh you know you love george so much and uh sure and you know at, but i just get i don't have what you've got when it comes to songwriting, obviously. So it it always amazes me when you call and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm working on something. You'll kind of 
it's funny how you get into it. You're like, hey, man, uh, yeah, well, I've been working on something a little bit. Uh, well, and then you, you, you know, talk through the lyrics. And I'm sitting there like, God dang, how did he think of that? Like, my brain couldn't go there. You know? And and sure. it, it, it yeah. just, and I think it's what Lindsay always trolls us about. Like, when you're, the, the one, we were coming back from vacation, you're, you're, you know, speaking out your lyrics. I'm just there going, I, I'm in awe. I'm like, and I still love the out of control. Like, I'm a shaker for the maker, and it's making its mark. I mean, <laughs> so simple, but yet so genius at the same time, you know. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'd like to tell you that there's some kind of special potion to do this, uh, but like it's you just wild imagination, and <laughs> yeah. is, is, is more than anything. And you know, I, and by no no stretch do I have it figured out. You know, it's a it's a constant evolution of of trying to create new and fresh ideas and i've kind of found a home for that and and a lot of story songs and stuff because i feel like you can you can make a lot of that unique and and different um compared to really just you know writing beer truck girl over and over again and um so it kind of you know when you look at it from that stretch it's like well you can make a song about anything you know um anything at all and when you and I really, really try not to cater to my audience whatsoever. Um, I've seen when that I'm first writing something, I'm not sitting there thinking, nah, man, I hope people really like this. You know, I, I hope this is, you know, I a lot of times when, you know, I'm putting it out, I'm putting it out because I, I think it's cool. Or if I write something funny, it's because it made me laugh. You know, uh, I feel like a lot of times if you're, if you're trying to point those songs in a certain direction they lose their authenticity a lot sure. and a lot of a lot of times so well you you touched on the you know the uh, vocal issues you've had and i know you mm-hmm. that that was very frustrating talking to you as much as we have and um you, you got your rest i mean i know you it was killing you missing so many shows but you're on the up yeah. and up on that so i mean everything's looking good you yeah no i mean it's a process for sure uh but i, I feel like it's a process that's continuing to get better and will continue to get better um over the years to come it's just um it's one of the things that you you just got to kind of work on and um it's like anybody i i I hate the term vocal athlete Uh because that's what all the that's what all the vocal coaches and stuff use but more or less that's it and so you have to you know anybody that deals with the injury you have to rehab from that and and then, you know, work on it to become stronger. Um, so, you know, just like if Derrick Henry has, has an injury, you know, he's got he's to rehab it and then make that stronger so that he doesn't hurt it again. And uh, that's kind of, um, while I'm not near as good as Derrick Henry, um, that's, that's more or less what I'm having to go through right now. I got you. Um, so when can we expect the uh, album release? You got a tentative date? Yeah, I'm looking at late February right now. Um, that's when I, I always like to release albums. I know a lot of guys, especially in Americana, everybody really seems to like the fall um, or late summer to, to release the records. I, I always like releasing them at the beginning of the year, so I don't have to spend the, the whole year talking about last year's record. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, that, that's kind of... Generally, when, I, when I'm thinking about doing it, i got probably uh, three songs left to, to wrap up, and then we'll be, uh, we'll be in pretty good shape here uh, heading into the winter. So 
really really looking forward to that and um yeah we'll be uh be debuting a, a, a few of them at the festival as well good and, um, and when it comes time i i feel like i know a guy who can host a hell of an album release party yeah man no we're definitely gonna have to do one in Gainesville for sure that's uh it would almost just be wrong if i didn't at this point so uh, i think well i think we'll do one in north carolina we'll do one in um maybe charleston south carolina and then do one in Gainesville, and then maybe columbus ohio and indianapolis and that'll be the whole album release tour look what we're doing down here i want listen I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to pat me and you on the back around here or nothing. But you just dropped Indianapolis, Columbus, North Carolina. Now where in the hell is, is Gainesboro, Tennessee, when it comes to that? So yeah, man. I'm, I just want. Yeah. I don't want everybody to know we're doing good things. But I mean, that's a pretty good indication we're doing some good things around here. So um, um, I'm good people, and uh, and that's the thing. You know, a, a lot of us, a lot of the best venues in the country that you see guys talk about, you know, constantly, like, like the bird's nest, um, is, you know, out there with Sean and Carlos, because, who are also going to be sponsors of the festival, which is really cool. Well, I was about um, to, I was about to give them that love right there. Big thanks to, to them, and thanks to you for making that happen, but yeah, bird's nest, yeah, no, no, listening absolutely. room. and, you know, the, the reason why people love, um, that venue so much, and venues like it is because, um, the people that own it and it because when you go and play that place uh you feel like you're at home you feel comfortable um and uh, people that come to those venues are very appreciative of what you do and very open to hearing what you have to say and and that's a lot of the same uh response that we get in Gainesboro and uh through the shows that that you've put on and and the festival as well yeah i can't wait to meet meet the basses they're coming to the festival of course like i said as Sponsors and and uh, it's crazy to me this year how many people are traveling uh, for the festival, yeah. and and I, I know they're not they're not going to be disappointed when they hear your set because I think a lot of these guys come from out of state are probably the first time. Um, some of these guys will be the first time seeing you, so I know you're going to be leaving with some new fans for sure after they see your yeah, set. If you build it, they will come, right? That's what I've been telling them, man. That's I just, <laughs> it's just I'm hoping they uh, this this year though this lineup. I mean. I really feel good about it, and uh, you know we don't have to talk about that. But um, yeah, I feel good about it. It's it's, uh, it's music lovers like the Basses, and so many more that are coming from I think twelve, thirteen states right now. So um, heck yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's been cool to see it grow um, over the last few years. Like like I've told you before, I feel like there's something there's something really cool about the Svet. That's cool and special about the festival. Um, you know, it, it's just got a different vibe to it. You know, because uh, you get these really, really big time independent guys out in this, the uh, guys and girls out in this field, and it's and it's just you know this kind of you, you kind of getting the first chill in the air and stuff like that. The, the whole festival just has a has a really neat vibe to it that. You just know that it's going to be a it's going to be a special night, and so uh, really, really always appreciate to be a, uh, to be a part of it, and, and looking forward to it. Look forward to you know, I might have slide over there on Friday too. I don't know what to see. Well, let's don't be giving any spoilers away now on the North Spring session. I might slide over there. I don't know. I might be busy. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
one thing I enjoy seeing, you say you look forward to the festival and seeing all the things. I'm, I'm going to tell you now, a lot of these musicians come in here looking like they're tacky and they haven't showered in three days. My boy Addison Johnson here is a real fashion maven. And I can't, my, <laughs> my, my thing is I'm always waiting to see which new old school hat you're going to be rocking, what vintage shirt, what tacky ass jacket you're about to be in here, the only you can make look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got any spoilers for what we can be seeing on the stage this year? Have you decided? Have you got your wardrobe fixed out? No, I, I, I haven't got it picked out yet, but I, I think I, I guess I got to start working on it here pretty soon. You know, like we get we get we get down to time. Um, you, you know, at Tennessee at this time of the year, you, you can you can almost expect seven seasons in one day. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and, we, and we ain't got that many seasons. You know, yeah. that's just the way it is. So. Um, uh, hopefully it'll be a beautiful day, and uh, I, I'd like it for it to be a little cool, but, but it'd be nice to, to have a little, a little of that October vibe mixed in. So, um, yeah, man, nah, we'll, 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 definitely, uh, we'll, we'll definitely bring out something good, though, for sure. Yeah, I know last year in all the pictures we all had T-shirts and jeans on, just enjoying the sunshine by the time the night was over when you guys were doing John Prine Paradise. Um, everybody was in there. You know, Edie had his – denim jacket with the fur and i'm i'm in a pullover and you're in the jacket so uh oh yeah and tony Logue, yeah. tony Logue may get second you no know, tony Logue come in with the hank jr bomber jacket last year that i know yeah, you've got sure. too like, like he said like you know a lot of my stuff like i scour on ebay and etsy trying to find all this stuff as, uh, as he told me he said uh yeah, this is mine from when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's not fair. I'm glad he done that because it's not fair for big bone guys like me. You little you little yeah. you little skinny guys, y'all can go buy something from eighty six and it still fit the same way. You know, yeah. I mean you know, they they weren't making a lot of stuff back in the eighties to fit guys like broad shoulder guys like me. I'd have a I'd have, yeah, to have right. a three XL. Football players have gotten better. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see it. You've got the George Jones hats were they were top notch. I'm I'm a little pissed off that you give Justin Wells a, a um a George Jones hat and I got left out of that. Now look, it would look stupid on my head. I could never wear it, yeah. but I I assure you, Justin Wells has never wore that damn thing. And he yeah, well, it, it, it's way too small for his head. Uh, not saying Justin's got a big head, but he's big a big head. man, you know. <laughs> That's hey. the way it is. I'm just telling you, I would never tag you on Facebook as Addison Lee Thompson. You just remember that next time you're giving hats away. Yeah, I know. He, he did me dirty. That's all right. Though. When I see him, right. him at the next end the other night, I said, that's Addison Johnson, not Addison Lee Thompson. He goes, hey, don't start that shit with me. <laughs> don't start that. When you're 7'2", you can say whatever you want to say. He was dwarfed. That day. I love that dude, first off. You know that. But uh, he uh, he was dwarfed by an NBA player. He, there was a guy um, named um, – Myers Leonard. Yeah. You, you remember that name? He played. He played for. I didn't like. I knew the name much more than I did the face. But a seven-one cat walks in the room. You're like, wow. He had to play ball somewhere, and asked Wells, and he's like, you know, I don't like this shit being in the being the uh, second tallest guy in the room. This never happens to me. <laughs> yeah. And so I asked the guy. And he he actually was like a ten-year vet of the. Um, of the NBA, Myers Leonard played for Illinois in college. He's played for Portland, Miami, and uh, he got a, he got some run with uh, Milwaukee towards the end of the season last year. Um, but somehow has found Logan Halstead and Cole Chaney, and is the the biggest Americana fan ever now. It's kind of random. Uh, so, um, well, let's talk about so the festival obviously coming up, and you've got a really prestigious spot. Um, 
you're playing this show with Jason Eady at the Bull and Thistle like we were going to talk about. Yeah. It's Thursday, December 21st. Um, a lot of people have been trying to get on that bill, and uh, so we're really going to yeah, have to man. look at that. So um, honored to have you. As I've Also, I've, I turned 40 that next day, so I Lord. Well, I just, I'm glad I'm aging well because nobody ever guesses I'm 39, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't know if anybody said that, but... <laughs> Um, but no, man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an incredible show. I, I was I was uh, laughing about it the other day. I think for the past three years, I've played Edie's last show of the year. <laughs> wow! Whether it was with you or um, and then out on the uh, tour when um, and uh, out on the tour when uh, back in twenty twenty one as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was, uh, I was kind of laughing about that. I was like, man, three years in a row, That's uh, cool. get to, get to shut it, sh- shut it down with him. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a special night, man. Back at the bowl for the first time in a couple of years. And, um, this is, this is definitely a show you don't want to miss. I mean, eighties got out probably, if not the best, one of the best records of the year. And, um, so it's, uh, I'm sure we're going to get to hear a bunch of that as well as, uh, was the uh, greatest hits, and um, and uh, and I'm gonna get up there and try to try not mess it up either. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really special night. I have a feeling. Yeah, and to me, it's you know when you when you look at the festival, and I think that first year you went on tour with him, you played the festival for us on that Saturday, 2021. You flew, I think you drove out that Tuesday to go to the Northeast with him, best I remember. So um, so yeah, just uh, just getting to know Jason over the years and. You know, knowing he's kind of our generations, I'm not going to, you know, he's he's right there. He's in the handful of just singer-songwriters that's um, so revered within the industry. And um, so when I was looking at this, you know, the, the Bull and Thistle, I've done a lot of stuff with, obviously, with the uh, Roaring River Moonshine Distillery. I did sure. the one at Timeless Events with you and Rye. I always got to show Doe Creek some love here and there. But I thought, you know, Diana said, how come we've never done anything? I can't tell you the answer I told Diana, um, but you know the answer. Um, and I said, yeah. well, I'd love to do it. And I said, uh, actually, I come back to her and I said, you know, I turned 40 on December 22nd, and I know your two options for a ticket show is a Thursday or a Sunday. I said, I've got ex- the exact bill I want to do for my 40th birthday. And what's funny, you know, I-, I cleared it with Jason and his management. Then as soon as I put it on Facebook, I was standing in my bathroom and had typed the words, clear your schedule <laughs> I called you <laughs> and you text me or called me and said I went on the bill I went on that show and yeah, I was like I was texting yeah, you right there yeah yeah no it's, it's cool man and I you know for me you know uh, anybody that's, that talks to me for more than um, 30 minutes about music is going to hear me uh, mention Jason Eady's name absolutely I'm just a, first of all just a just a really big fan and um, I mean, that's where all started for me is, is guys like him, man. Um, like we mentioned earlier, like, I didn't even know that you could do this, you know, and make a really good living without a, without a record deal or anything like that. And he was one of those first guys for me, uh, personally that kind of, you know, uh, showed me that you could do that. And so being able to, to play shows and, and learn from a guy like that is, is uh is really special um and then you know so anytime there's an opportunity for me to to hop on that 
hop on one of his shows, especially especially in Gainesboro, is a is a, is a big deal. And yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a great way to to finish and finish up the year and set up for hopefully a really big 2024. I, I just can't wait. You know, some certain people like when you get a headliner or you get a guy that's gonna be on the show, you have to find the right you know, the right person to blend with that person, it's a no-brainer. I mean, just just your relationship. Like you said, playing three years with him. I mean, you were down there at the Opry last year when, when Jason made his debut and I was down there. And what was really cool, you know, I didn't I didn't get the – listen, I didn't get the hookups Addison got. I didn't get behind the velvet rope. It was it was not until Dan got there, you know. Hey, Matt, Matt was on strict orders that only let a certain people in behind the velvet rope. That didn't didn't exist, but Addison Johnson got the, behind the belt rope, and old old Dustin, who just let the man headline a music festival, was left out just looking. At, you know, I'm just kidding. I was honored to have Jason. I wish my wife would make any more noise with this microwave. And uh, never again will never again will I bring this podcast and equipment in this house when she says she's gonna be gone all night. I'm thinking all night. Hell, I'm thinking midnight. You know, I'm thinking 10:30. She comes rolling in at 7:45. Two wild kids. Um, but uh, you know, I know you got to hang with Edie after the Opry, and that that's really cool. And I just uh, you're gonna have yeah, to man, hang with what, us. Uh, like I mean, for somebody that you know, like the first time I heard Jason Edie, I think I was driving a forklift at Lumber Liquidators, um, and you know, was playing riders around and just trying to find you know my fitting, and I instantly fell in love with his stuff and his with his writing and stuff like that. So to uh, to get to you know. To be invited to see his Opry debut and stuff, um, yeah, it was in, it was incredible. You know, I mean, that's why that's why for me personally, a guy that cares about um, history so much, um, man, you, you could take all the money in the world away from me. I like that. That would be totally fine. I care about the tradition and the history of. Uh, this business and that that's what drives me is to you know have a chance to carve a little slice of it out for myself and so um yeah getting to be a part of stuff like that is just it's been incredible and um you know and just getting getting to step into that to that world of uh, of all these guys you know um that are just unbelievably talented and have given everything you know in 20 30 years of their lives to to uh you know to making a living playing music is and their own music is uh just something really cool and uh it's, it's always a it's always a great teaching moment for, for myself personally to to get to be around people like that well and you're if you and you've done it the right way you've beat the you've beat it oh, the highway perfect song um You've put the you've put the time in, you put the miles in, and when you said earlier that this next record's gonna be a little bit of blues country, my mind immediately went Jason Eady. So that's the influence. Yeah. That, that that to me that's the influence. Um, am I wrong? Yeah, for sure. And I mean there's you know <laughs> there's so much, man, like I I pull for pull from just about all kinds of different influences. You know, I had someone mention to me the other day, they're like, you're the Quentin Tarantino of country music. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's pretty wild. I mean, I'm not, I'm not writing like Pulp Fiction stuff here. <laughs> oh, I get there. I get it now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, we, but we kill a lot of people. In the song, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
stone and and something really cool. And I, I certainly drew a bunch of inspiration from that. You've killed more. You've killed more people in your songs than gangster rap in the nineties, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. And have drug references, man. You know. <laughs> easily. <laughs> Maybe you got some crossover appeal I never knew you had. Yeah, I know it. Just, I'm just waiting on my chance. Uh, may see you on BET one of these days. <laughs> may see you on BET before we see you on CMT. It's crazy. It, that, that's probably more likely. <laughs> well, um, listen. What else? What else? What, what else we got coming up for uh, the rest of 2023? Besides, yeah, man. I guess some uh, guess cool shows with uh, Alex coming up. Gonna be at the Boat Theater in uh, Indianapolis, and uh, the weekend, or no, excuse me, on Black Friday, and. Um, and then uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, we'll be doing a two-night residency at the uh, Bird's Nest Listening Room in Dunn, North Carolina, that uh, that we mentioned earlier. And so, really looking forward to them shows. And still got a packed schedule uh, coming up, um, leading into the festival. Uh, doing doing one in Manchester, uh, Tennessee, and then uh, heading down to South Carolina, and then back up to Ohio for a couple. And then it'll be festival week, and so. Uh, Looking forward to seeing everybody there and um, kind of still slam through all of October and uh, finishing up the record in November, and then uh, we'll start uh, start winding it down slowly but surely and getting ready for uh, getting ready for the launch. I love it, man! I cannot wait to host all these shows. I'm so excited to see your set at the festival. I'm uh, I'm damn sure excited for that E show and. Then we'll turn right around in two months and have that album release, apparently, supposedly, allegedly. Um, yeah. So, um, what do you, yeah, I ask? If the world can hold it together. Yeah, well, I, I think we'll Feels be Feels like right. I'm asking a lot these days, but well, if no the world kidding. can hold it together, we're going to release now. <laughs> what, uh, I asked Cole this, um, so I, I should ask you, uh, what, what are you looking forward to uh, outside of your own set, obviously? Who, who are you looking forward to seeing at the festival? Man. Um, Loaded. Yeah, I mean, probably, probably Cody, man. I mean, um, you know, listening to a bunch of his stuff, and um, he's just another one of those guys, right? Legend. Um, yeah, absolutely, right? That just did it because they're great, and they put in the time, and they deserve to headline a festival, every festival that they go to, um, because they're that good, and so... Yeah, Cody, man, but, I mean, you look at this lineup, and it's like, I mean, like, like bring a peak up with you, because yeah. you're not going to want to get up out of your seat, man. It's yeah. just it's, uh, it's just loaded um, from beginning to end, and, uh, you know, the, even, even us in the acoustic, you know, range, before we kind of get to the headliners and stuff, I, I just, you, you're not going to find too many people hotter than West Ship, Rye Davis, and Tim Gooden, you know, I mean, it's just, you're just not, and, um, then you get into, you know, Cole and Hannah, and them Dirty Roses are blowing up like crazy right now, and I really look forward to seeing them guys, too, I think they're just gonna, um, I don't know, it's, as a, as an artist, you don't, you don't really want to be anywhere in this festival, because, like, you know, anywhere in the lineup because it's going to be every act is going to be a tough follow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it flows so good together. And you even got Hannah, Hannah, who's not. Uh, she's oh, probably yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, and she's not even looked at as like in the Americana realm, like almost everybody else on this bill. But you, buddy, you talk about putting a damn guitar in her hand and her shredding some ZZ Top. I mean, say she's a bad, she's a bad girl too. And uh, I, I don't Absolutely. know. I just hope this is the year that I finally get to sit back and delegate some of this game day responsibility. So, because you say peak up, I don't want to miss anybody. You know, yeah. every year this grows. Um, Thank, thankfully to musicians that are putting in trust to come here, the word of mouth, I guess, the fans that are locals that are so loyal, and then also there's the people who are – I don't know how it grew this year. I don't know if it's using the using Facebook for the fan pages and everything, but uh, I don't want to miss any, either, any of these guys. And uh, Cody Canada, like I've said, it's going to be 20 years of the first day I ever saw him. Uh, yeah. That's, that's – but then again – so, so I was twelve. Well, I you know, this neither here. I didn't think that was really a needed part of that uh, the tidbit in that story, you know. Well, okay. if you yeah, were twelve, Jace Turley wasn't even born. Yeah. Cole Chaney, no. hey Cole Chaney was shitting green when that when that happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. um, no, all seriousness, uh, um, I don't know. It's just special. And I t- I thought. I, I don't know. Um, last year was special. Last year, from a personal perspective, with Jason Eady headlining that thing, with Justin, my personal relationship with Justin, you, uh, you know, Ryan decided to have a baby, see what in there. But from a personal perspective, the top of that bill meant a lot last year. But this one, I, t- I tell you, man, it's it's lining up. And that's not even mentioned the night before. I mean, with all the acts on the night before with Tony and Brandon and, and Alex and yeah. you know, that, whole, that whole deal. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's. In my opinion, that's just as big a night as the festival. So kudos to everybody that uh, went and got VIP tickets to see that um, because I I think that's just going to be just as big a night um, as the festival. So um, it's going to be the amount of talent that we're going to have in this little town is is really special. And so I I think it's – Hope everybody comes out and and supports. Um, you know, bring you a bunch of money for for merch and stuff too, because there's boy, there's gonna be a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. You know, that's um that that's the thing about in, independent artists, right? I mean, the pay is one thing, but that you guys mm-hmm. really, really, that's where you make your payday is the is the merch. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I yeah, I think yeah. I bought something every. Off everybody last year at that festival, I bought something. Then I realized at the end of the day, like I've been, I bought you, Jordan Foster, Wes, Jace, Sydney. Then at the end of the day, I was like, I didn't buy anything from Jason Eady, <laughs> you know, of, of the headliner and the guy I've known for so long. Um, everybody had these badass Eady shirts and hats. I'm like, where'd you get that? I'm like, bought at the festival. And I said, I probably should have went to his merch uh, tent, I guess. I was trying to support everybody else and didn't even think about. Um, and Cole didn't even bring uh, merch last year, so um, I think he's going to this year probably. But uh, oh yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, come out, bring plenty of money for these guys. Um, Roaring River Distillery is going to get a real intimate show where it's going to be the field's going to be wide open Saturday night. That Friday night show is going to be is going to be pretty cool. So, um, well, all right, brother, this is the longest episode in the history of North Spring Sessions. Well, um, I mean that's fitting. Yeah, yeah, we. My wife's went to bed many nights. I was yapping on the phone. She just rolled her eyes. I hey, see you in the morning. I mean, 
Well, yeah. I've it's been way good. nicer. I've been way nicer on this call than I have been the last year to you. So and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. It pains me. No, man. I I really appreciate the opportunity as always. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a really really cool event for, for everybody that's gonna be there. And you know, I, I appreciate everybody uh, showing me love and and following along with what I've got going on. Um, I, I pretty much wear it on my sleeve, good or bad. And uh, so it's uh, but we got some really cool things coming up. I, I'm excited about this album. Um, and I and I think uh, I think it's going to do some cool things and open some doors. Uh, that, that's that's always the hope, anyways. Is uh, you know you put put all of this effort and money into a project that is going to you know be another step for you. And uh, so really looking forward to it, man. Just um, kudos to you and and all your partners and everybody for you know um, two stacked lineups on back to back nights. Um, really, you know, the, there's still a lot of other really great independent artists out there, but, you know, as far as what I would say, like this mid-Atlantic region, like yeah, you've got, um, yeah, you've got some of the best that you can, that you can possibly get, uh, for this festival. So really, uh, really honored to, to be, uh, to be a small part, uh, of all that and, uh, Looking, looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, man. thanks for having me. Absolutely, and I, th- I think there's some names on there that uh, I've not seen yet. I like, I was crushed that like, uh, I was trying to switch it up this year. You know, I was trying to like not have the exact same lineup, but I'm so crushed I didn't find a way to bring Jason, Justin, and and Sydney and some of those guys back. But then I was trying, I was trying to switch it up. But those guys got to get them back next year. But uh, yeah, I, I want to, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I just didn't know that this kickoff party deal was going to be such a a hit, but I do want to challenge. If you're listening, we all know the 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 and Addison jokes. You can't sing. You can't come to Jack's Canada without singing "Out of Control." Um, yeah. Which to me, I mean, yeah. Admittedly, my favorite Addison Johnson song by a mile. I mean, and I like some of your stuff really well. But that song, sure. love it. I'm challenging everybody. That's always the sing along. I want you people to sing your pretty asses off on that song. <laughs> And I want to be the loudest, out-of-control rendition that Addison Johnson has ever performed. You beautiful people sing it. Uh, that challenge is out for all the dozens of you that will listen to this <laughs> interview. The dozens and dozens, as The Rock used to say, or something like that. Growing every time. Every time. Uh, absolutely. So I want to hear it. Um, and I'm going to make that push. I don't know who we got to talk to to get Addison Johnson, uh, Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, the, day, day, the day's coming. It's coming, man. Like you, you might, you know, you might be in a wheelchair, and we might wheel your ass in there, and I might not have any hair. But uh, but I, I'm gonna get in that circle one of these days. I ain't gonna be able to keep me out forever. And so. if I ain't on that VIP list, I'm gonna raise hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, brother. I appreciate you. It's Addison Johnson. Um, and you look him up on social media. He's on. He's on all of it. Um. And he will be at the North Springs Music Festival October 14th. Anything else? I think that's it. That's it. I didn't know if you want to plug your social media. I, I left it kind of open-ended. Oh, sorry. There. That was my fault. It's all good. But, uh, all right, man. It's Addison Johnson. Appreciate your time, man. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.